All right, well, it's uh, good to be with you today, and um, I would like to make this little announcement first before I get started. I'm not used to technology. Uh, I'm not used to the headphone or uh, some of those things, and also a lot of times, since I'm not here on Sundays, I'm usually preaching at a uh, nursing home, so I'm not used to this many people that are awake. So, uh, but if you sleep, it's it's okay. I'm I'm comfortable with it. Uh, <laughs> but it is definitely an honor to be with y'all today. Um, I'd like to start off with a little clip from uh, John Christ. So, uh, did, did you know that Google, like churches, have Google reviews? I can't stop. I can't stop looking at them because if I was a pastor and I saw my churches one-star reviews, I'd be like, what's your address? I'm coming over right now. I only got two cheeks to turn after that. It is all Four stars instead of five, because there was no worship after this sermon. <laughs> hey, you know in China, it's illegal to go to church? Yeah, and you got to walk miles in secret? Yeah, No, tell us more, though. Tell us more. Not very welcoming. No one said hello or goodbye. This is actually good. This gets it... I gotta chill, dude. This gets up. What do you want to play? Chubby Bunny? You need an icebreaker? We're not in middle school. Go shake somebody's hand. Introduce yourself. It's fine. John Watt, I think this guy, this guy gets the point of, he understands the real meaning of church, you know? One star. Paninis were terrible. I'm gonna, look, look at, look at all these, look at how far you've lasted in this story. I gotta go to bed. This is a rabbit hole. I can't keep going down. If you're, if you got a negative review at your church, please send it to me. I'd love to have a good laugh at it. Also, if you're Google reviewing a church, what? Honestly, I can't wait for some of y'all to go to heaven and run into someone from like the first century church. Oh, what are you up to? Oh, I just Google, I gave my church three stars. I was just, fit. I wasn't satisfied. Oh, tell me more happened last time I went to my church in Ephesus? Yeah, we were during, we was in the middle of worship and a bunch of Roman guards came in and arrested everyone for being Christian and took us to jail. No, but no, tell us more about how the seats weren't cushioned properly. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity that we're able to come into your presence and worship you. Father, I ask that you would open our hearts and minds and speak to us in a way that we would be able to apply it to our lives and help us to make a difference in the world around us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I know y'all are wondering, um, after watching that, yes, Crosspoint does have some Google reviews, and I know some are going to be looking at your phones, but just to let you know, five stars. And um, the Chesters... Thank you very much. You're responsible for two-thirds of those. So, uh, but anyway, um, you know, we, we laugh at that. And he actually goes into some other things with it. If you get the chance to pull that up and look at it, it, it is pretty funny. But, you know, the problem with a lot of the, the Google reviews and things like that is people get at the wrong idea of church. And, you know, in, in all honesty, there's a lack of maturity in dealing with it. Um, you know, there are plenty of churches in this area. If you, don't like your, if you don't like a church you're going to, go somewhere else. You know, find some place where you're comfortable worshiping. That is the most important thing with it. But to be able to do that requires maturity. And, um, you know, that's what we're going to be kind of looking at today in Hebrews. Uh, we're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 through 6, uh, 
12. So, and I'll go ahead and read this, and you can follow along or pull it up. Uh, This is the New Living Translation. But it says, um, There is so much more that we would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers for so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, someone... Instead, you need someone to teach, again, the basics about God's Word. You are like babies who need, need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature and through training uh, have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely, we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward with further understanding. For it is impossible to bring back the repentance of those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people back to repentance. By rejecting the Son of God, they themselves are nailing Him to the cross once again and holding Him up to public shame. When the ground soaks up with the falling rain, it bears good crop, good, a good crop for the farmer. It has God's blessing. But if the field bears thorns and thistles, it is useless. The farmer will soon condemn that field and burn it. Dear friends, even though we are talking this way, we don't really believe it applies to you. We are confident that you are meant for better things, such as that, or such things that come with salvation. For God is not unjust. He will forget how, or he will not forget how you have worked for him and how you have shown your love for him by caring for others, as you still do. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promise because of their faith and endurance. Now there's so much we can look at in this passage. It's kind of a long thing. But we're just going to look at two things today with it. And one of the first things is the fact that faith is more than just a get-out-of-hell-free card. You know, a lot of times we look at it and kind of think, you know, if you played Monopoly, you know, you got your get-out-of-jail-free card. And, you know, whenever you land on, go to jail, go directly to jail. If you got the card, bam, you get out. And everything's good. Um, the problem is sometimes for us as Christians... There, there are a lot of people that look at Christianity the same way. Where, okay, you know, I've, I've got my get-out-of-hell-free card. I'm saved. Everything's good. I don't have to worry about it. But there's some truth to that, but it goes deeper. Um, in verse 9, and I'm kind of going backwards with uh, some of the things with this passage. But verse 9, uh, it says, the things that come with salvation. Some translations will actually read, um, that will lead to your salvation. 
but the idea if, uh, is that salvation is something that we have at one point, but it kind of continues on. You know, it's, so it's, it's a process. It's not just, okay, boom, I've got this, everything's good. Uh, in Philippians, Paul talks and sa- in Philippians 2.12, it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You know, so it's something you continue doing. Uh, as I was looking at different translations with that, um, I came across Young's literal translation, which is actually from 1862. And you know how you've got different people that can read the Bible and, you know, different, you know, James Earl Jones. Oh, that'd be awesome to hear James Earl Jones read the Bible and stuff like that. From what I saw with this passage or with this verse, with Young's literal translation, I would love to hear Yoda do this translation because. I'll try to do it in his voice, but with fear and trembling, your salvation work out. So, uh, you know, so (laughs) thank you. Um, But, you know, it's the idea is that our salvation is something that we continue to work on. It's not just a one and done sort of thing. Um, James ends up talking about it as well. You know, he talks about faith and works. You know, and, and, and James, he ends up talking about the fact of, you know, I will show you my faith by my works. You know, and, and yes, it's all by grace that we're saved, so it's, it's not our works, not our actions. But once we're saved, once we have our salvation, we continue on. Uh, another way of looking at this, it's kind of like a gym membership. If somebody set, comes to you and says, okay, I'm going to give you this lifetime gym men- membership, you can go, you know, you can use this for the rest of your life. You can work out. Cool. How many of y'all would, you know, it's like usually, especially after New Year's, you know, you'll see people that go in and January, the gym is full, all these people, New Year's resolutions and going to work out and everything, but then it kind of wanes off. And, you know, so a lifetime gym membership is not going to do a person any good unless they use it. You have to go out, you have to, do something with it. Um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us ha- can pull out our wallets or look in our purses and find all kinds of little membership things that we don't use. Uh, but it's there. It's like, oh, I got my membership. I'm good. Um, got a library membership. I've not been to the library in 20 years, but I can still check out a book if I want to. Um, you know, and so that's how some people look at Christianity. Um, one thing I learned with being in the military is the Marines have the best gems out of any branch. Um, their living conditions can be terrible. Everything else on the base can be terrible, but they will have the best gems. You know, it's like that's, you know, Marines work out. That's what they do a lot. So, you know, it was, it was kind of intimidating for me sometimes to be 40 years old and go into the gym and try to work out, and you've got 18-year-olds that are, you know, and so you're just kind of in the back, and it's like, you know, and, you know, but I finally got to the point where it's like, okay, I got to do this. Who cares what anybody else thinks of me? I need to do this. And, you know, fortunately, most of the guys would be like, okay, hey, he's working out. That's cool. Um, but, but the idea with that is the fact that you can't hold yourself to somebody else's standards. You know, it's all about your own personal growth. So you can't just sit there and say, oh, well, yeah, I know all these people know way more than I do. I, I can't go to this. I can't be involved. It's, it's a process. Everyone is different. Um, 
you know, and we all have the opportunity to grow deeper in our faith. Um, you know, verse, verse 12 um, in this, it talks about you ought to be teaching others. You know, most of us have probably been Christians for a long time, but he's calling us to do more. Um, if you think about, um, or I, I like The Simpsons. Um, it's been a while since I've wa- been able to watch them, but there's, there's one episode, an older one, where they were needing money in a bad way. And so Marge sits there and says, well, I can start teaching piano lessons. And Maggie says, or I'm sorry, Lisa says, well, Mom, you don't know how to play the piano. And her response was, I just have to stay one lesson a- ahead of the kid. So, you know, <laughs> we kind of laugh, but, but it, is tr- it is true with some of those things. You know, she, she kind of has the right idea of, you know, she's going to grow and do this to teach that person. And so as Christians, you know, not that I'm saying we just have to say one lesson ahead of the person next to us, but if God calls you to do something, you're going to have the opportunities and we have the tools to grow in our faith. So that, that is something that makes a difference and brings us to the next part, which is we shouldn't stop growing. Um, I love this from the message. Uh, this is actually um, uh, chapter 6, verse 1, but it reads, it reads like this in the message. Oh, come on. Let us leave the preschool finger-painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. The basic foundational truths are in place. So it's like, you know, when you stop and think about it, we know these things. Um, a lot of times we're like, oh, well, I, you know, I've heard so many people say, well, I've, I really don't know much about it. I don't think I could tell somebody. You know, but it's like, what knowledge you have, you can share. We can all make a difference in the world around us. Um, and the neat thing is we can continue to grow. Um, Christianity is really a lot like the ocean. Um, show of hands, how many of y'all have been to the ocean? Okay. How many of y'all have been um, snorkeling or anything? Okay. How many of y'all have been scuba diving? Okay. <laughs> but but that's, that's one of the things where it's like you've got different things. You know, a lot of people have been to the ocean. You know, one of my first duty stations, I was on a ship. That ship stayed on the surface of the water. We went around the world. And it was kind of cool to, uh, you know, at one point realize, okay, I went over the Marianas, uh, Marianas Trench, which is like one of the deepest places. And it's like seven, seven miles deep. And so it's really kind of mind-boggling to think, okay, I'm on this little bitty ship, just kind of bob along, and, you know, there's, you know, kind of fear of heights, of, you know, sort of sets in where you're like, oh my gosh. But, um, but, you know, at the same time, it's like we didn't see any of that. You know, if, if some of you that have been snorkeling, it's like, okay, you can go a little bit deeper, and, and you can see some of those things, but you don't go very deep. Um, with me scuba diving, um, I think, what, maybe 80 feet is probably the very deepest we've been. But at 80 feet, you see a lot more stuff. Um, and so Christianity is kind of the same because you can play along on the, on the shore, on the beach. You can kind of see some of it, ooh, okay. Um, you can go scuba diving or snorkeling a little bit and scuba diving. You, know, you can get as deep as you want to. 
Um, that's one thing I've learned along the way as, yes, I've been to seminary, yes, I've had all these wonderful theology classes and everything, and, and they're good, but it's, the one thing I've learned is the more I learn, the more I know, the more I realize, oh my gosh, I know so little. It's like, we, you know, we just scratch the surface. Um, and so that's one of the important things for us. Um, we need to be able to grow deeper. And in this passage, a lot of places, it talks about becoming dull of hearing. Um, you know, some of the wor- uh, you know, we, we become dull, we become complacent is ultimately what it is. And we have the ability to know more. Um, Phil, if you, um, I'm sure you all have loved the far side before, um, if you remember it, but this is a great slide that I think sums it up pretty well. Um, I don't know if you can see, but it says, Mr. Osborne, may I be, ex- may I be excused? My brain is full. And if you look, the person has a little bitty head. But, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, as Christians, we're kind of like that. We're like, oh, I'm full. Um, you know, and we, we kind of tune out with it. Um, being a Christian is more than just spending an hour or two at church a week. Um, it's, it should be something that we grow deeper and deeper and deeper in our, in our faith and our knowledge. And, you know, one of the cool things is we have the Bible. When, um, when the book of Hebrews was written, they didn't have that. They couldn't just pull it up on a phone and, oh, what does the Bible say about this? Or, uh, you know, do deep searches or anything. You know, they didn't have those abilities, but we do. And so that's something that we need to be able to look deeper at some of those things. Um, a lot of the information that we get on, uh, for news and things is, is on the Internet anymore. It's amazing how many things we see, you know, one of the false media, fake, fake media, false news, um, and it's amazing how many people get their news and information off of Facebook sometimes. Um, not saying it's right, not saying it's wrong, but, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, we don't look at where the information came from. It's like, well, I saw it on the Internet. It must be true. Um, but we, we need to be able to go deeper with that and look at it. And, um, you know, and that's, that's kind of how some people's Christianity is. You know, we'll, we'll see the little things of, okay, um, share means of prayer for healing or something, you know, and I, you know, I saw a meme once that, you know, had God saying, well, I was going to help this child, but they didn't have enough likes, so God doesn't work like that. Uh, we need to be able to know what we believe and get deeper with it. Um, you know, one of the neat things, and I'm sure Paul can attest to this as well, but anybody that, you know, ends up preaching along the way, Literally, hours are spent in preparation. It's not just, oh, okay, boom, here we go. Um, and so you have hours of time that are spent with trying to get this together. And, okay, what's the most important thing? What, what can we give? What, what is something that they will be able to use tomorrow? And say, oh, this, this is how the Bible applies to me. This is what it means. You know, and we have to whittle that down to 20 minutes. So it's like there's so much more that goes into it, but then it's just a little bit is able to come out. And it's like, okay, here's, here's the best we can give you with it. Here's, here's what's important. And um, we have to be able to go deeper. You know, that's one of the things, you know, like I said, I'm just covering a portion of this passage 
there's so many more things. And it's like, look at it for yourself. You know, find, find some things and even, you know, ask questions later. And it's like, it's a good thing for discussion. Um, you know, this is another thing with um, looking at it like this, with dating relationships. If, you know, when I first was interested in Joy, it, it wasn't just a matter of, hey, you know, what's her name? Okay, that's Joy. Hey, Joy, you want to be my girlfriend? Okay, cool. And leave it at that. It, it, it's, it's not going to work. You know, it's, it's one of those, oh, well, what does she like to do? What are, you know, and it's, it's amazing how the, at, along the way with that, it's like her likes become my likes. And you, you develop that relationship and you spend more time with the person. And the same is true with Christianity. This is our opportunity to know more about God. You know, it's like we don't just, okay, yeah, I'm a Christian. I got my get out of hell free card. I'm good to go. We need to know him more. You know, God loves us so much that he gave his only son and died on the cross for us. So we need to be able to look at that and grow deeper in our relationship. So hopefully this is something that you can uh, take and learn. But, you know, it's like it's our chance to know more about God. You know, maybe you have some decisions that you need to make. Um, Maybe you need to be able to grow deeper in your relationship with God. Maybe it's something where it's like, okay, I'm just skimming the surface. Um, I'm just writing cheesy Google reviews because I'm not happy and I'm not growing. Um, you know, probably not that. But, but you know, mentally we can, we can feel like that. So hopefully it's something that we can make a difference in our lives. And, uh, but if you have a decision that you need to make, um, growing deeper in your relationship or becoming involved in much more in church. Um, Paul will be standing probably back there, and I'll be over here at the side if you have a decision that you would like to make. But um, please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the Bible. We thank you for church and for other believers that we are able to spend time with and that we have the opportunity to grow closer to you and grow into a deeper relationship with you. Father, I pray that you would be with us and help us to be the men and women that you created us to be. Help us to be able to teach others and encourage others, and most importantly, love those that we come in contact with. Father, I pray that you would be glorified with our worship this morning and speak to us and help us to uh, act on what you would have us to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.